Glad y'all could join us here today on this episode. It's going to get pretty darn exciting. Today, it's all about poor route planning, exploding Harleys, and how to ride one cane today with a pilotier right behind you. Don't miss it. Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Glad you could join us for this episode. I am your host, Bob Marshall. Here we share stories from the road, all tales from our two-wheeled motorcycle machines. Whether you're a beginner or advanced rider, on-road or off-road, wrencher, racer, commuter, or just a weekend warrior, this is the podcast for you. Named after the book, American Roadrunner. Enjoy, my fellows. So, for those of you out there who are living under a rock and haven't figured it out yet, let's start at the beginning. Sierra Stakeout, up north, technically in the Yuma Gap, which is uh, just west of Donner's Pass. That was quite the exciting event to go to, a nice little 500-mile cruise from down here in Southern California. Today in studio to assist me in explaining to you the goods, bads, and uglies of said Annette, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you, Bob? Uh, busy day. <laughs> Lots of excitement. You know, the usual. The huge. The huge. Sierra Stakeout. Uh, let me start at the beginning. We had this great plan on how to get there and how to get home. But we changed our plan. And here's what happened. I think we left Riverside here at 8, 8.30. No, I think it was like 7.30. Oh, 7. 7.30. 7.30. I think it was a little behind schedule regardless. Where was? We were supposed to leave at 7. So we got excited, headed up to the 5, hit traffic to the 210. 210, 210 traffic. Yeah, to the 5. So then we thought we'd jump on the 99. However, a big rig had overturned. So the freeway stopped at the 99 and 5 cutoff. The split, yeah. That's a split, yeah. So there we are, what, a mile from the actual <laughs> exit for the 5 on the 99, totally stopped in traffic because this, uh, was it a tanker or was it a cargo truck? It was a um, cargo. Yeah. This cargo big rig had decided to uh, turn itself over and oncoming traffic and everything and everyone had stopped. It got a little exciting. We ended up just turning around. And I told you not to. Said to stay in line. Turn around. Oh right, because once we turned around and started jumping on the five with everyone else, we had to off road for a minute to jump on the five. The ninety nine started to move. <laughs> Listen to women. We're always right. Apparently. Yes. Yes. Needless to say, this slowed us down quite a bit. So it just goes to show you, it's okay to just sit and idle and and wait a minute. Man, then we had to follow traffic. There was so much effing traffic trying to get back onto the 99. Yeah, we should have just went with the original route, 395. Right. But I wanted to get there fast, and it probably wasn't a good choice because I was still kind of freaking out on the 210 traffic split stuff because of my prior incident. The incident. The incident. You're talking about the time we got to stop traffic on the 91 freeway a few weeks ago. Yeah, when I went down. So I think that, I think going on the 210 in rush hour traffic, it it really, I was having anxiety. Yeah. I was kind of freaking out. I told you when we stopped. I didn't like it. I didn't, 
but, um, you know, had to push through it. I didn't well, like it, but I did it, but I didn't. But it was a good thing. I got through it, but but it was all day traffic. Yeah. The five at the 80 and then the 80 and, but I'm over it now. Well, because we got to Sacramento at what, five, six o'clock. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was just the absolute wrong time. It was such the wrong time. Just a crap ton of traffic. I, I, I would really bet there's 500 miles of road up to Yuma Gap from Riverside here. I would bet we spent 100 miles splitting traffic. Yes, and then we had the K-rails, and everybody was too scared to get close to the K-rails, so it was too right. tight. It was too tight half the time. And I don't think people in Northern California split traffic that much because it seemed like nobody was used to it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. They were cutting us off. They were blocking the freeway. I went on to the left a few times right, behind right. you. Right, it was kind of a nut show. I You're yelled. Right. I yelled at a couple of people. <laughs> Did you? I won't say what I said, but yeah, nice. they had their windows down, and I told them how I felt. Well, you and I were both pretty wide. I was on my dad's old man bagger, and you were on your uh, street glide. Your street glide of usual, gorgeous. What do you call that burnt whiskey color? I think it's. Tequila sunset, tequila, or I don't yeah. know what it is. I need to find out what color that is. Yeah. Because today tequila. I cleaned it and buffed out some scratches from, I won't name who, and I need to find out the color. I yeah. thought about that today. Scratches from what? Oh, from <laughs> laying the bike on its side? No. Oh. From you. Oh, the one time I At tapped Kernville. It. Right. And in your backyard against the trailer. It's amazing how much damage a KZ-1000 can do to a Harley <laughs> just by touching it. You didn't. No, well, the first it. time. This is great. But the second time you did it when you backed into the trailer. Oh, that's right. Oh, I that's tapped right. the trailer. Holy heck. What a sensitive machine. <laughs> it does really well, though. You got a good, what, 80 plus thousand miles on that thing now, right? I have 80,000, like 700 miles I looked at today. Well, I give you credit with all the traffic we split trying to get up to Yuma Gat to the Sierra Stakeout because uh, you had the chairs, those chairs <laughs> that you brought that were sideways. And I, I just laughed. My pops used to do that all the time, and he'd split through traffic and just have a really good time with it. But I always carried the chair straight up and down, not left and right. You know, you were you were four feet wide, if not more. I packed my bag today for dream roll yeah and i packed all of my camping gear in the big black bag nice <laughs> and i didn't take the four foot chair i took that little orange camping chair okay i mean i'm gonna be on the road for 14 15 6 17 days mm -hmm. i'm camping two nights i'm gonna be carrying my camping gear for 14 17 days for two nights it's pretty exciting too i think you've explained it before but when you and I are both camping together, the gear setup's a little different. Like when we were in the Sierra Stakeout, we brought that really big tent. I've got this really monster tent. It's probably 12 feet by 10 feet or something is a footprint. And then it's what, five and a half feet inside. I mean, I, I really, I could stand up if I put my head down. But it still packs down pretty small. So I was, I was pretty impressed with taking the big tent. We took that. We took a blow-up mattress. We took the full. What, two sleeping bags? Or two, I think one sleeping bag. 
One sleeping bag. One sleeping bag and blankets. blankets. The Mexican blankets. That's right. If you uh, happen to be camping with more than one person, it's pretty nice to have a really big tent. I'm 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 done with the small tents. I'm just gonna go big. No, I just took. I packed today. I packed my teepee tent. Mm. I packed my. Which turns out to be pretty big. It's yeah, ten by ten as well. My single twin air mattress. Mm -hmm. I packed my table. I packed my chair. The table. Oh, the foldable table. The foldable table. I'm thinking like a big card table. I packed my small chair. Right. I packed the air pump, my pillow, my ice chest, my stakes, my hammer, my flashlight, my map book, and some gifts for my friend Robin, all in the big black bag. Right. The only thing that wouldn't fit was the sleeping bag, so that'll have to go on top. And then I'm using my my I have a bag that I got from NRA, a black camo a camo bag. Yeah. That I'm gonna put my actual clothes in. It's like a smaller duffel bag. Yeah. Seventeen days, woman. How many clothes are you bringing with you? Because I'm only bringing like this. I got one pair of pants, one pair of shorts, a dress, nine pair of underwear. Well, that's less than 17. I have five pairs of socks. Oh, that's pretty good. Pajamas, flip-flops, tennis shoes, <laughs> bathing suit, a jacket, three tank tops, three t-shirts. I'm actually taking riding pants this time that I got from Mitch. Nice. At MotoFam. Yeah. And, um... Tell us about the riding pants. I don't know. I haven't used them yet. What's What makes them riding pants? Well, they're thicker, and they have the padding, and they have the knee... Nice. The knee pads. They're made of jeans, or they They're synthetic? jeans. They're all jeans. Okay, very cool. I'm going to try that this time and see how it works. Nice. Um, beca- I'm only getting a little bit because I can do laundry at Robbins in Oregon. Okay. And then when I get there, four days to get there... And then I'll do laundry before I leave. And then if I have to do laundry when I get to Colorado, I'll do laundry at Jared's house. But I'm hoping I can only have to do laundry like once. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But I have enough chonies to get me through. <laughs> How big's a duffel bag? <laughs> Three feet long. That's pretty wide. Three feet. Tubular, about 10 or 12 inches. Yeah. It's right. really small, but I'm going to try to do it. 12 this inches is, is small. This is the... I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to learn to pack light. That's trying. Pretty good. But I have a but I have a washer and dryer at the, at the other end, so I'm okay with that. Oh, you didn't bring the washer and dryer with you. Carly. <laughs> you probably time. pack it. It probably worked just <laughs> no, fine. No, that's the kitchen sink. Ah, the kitchen sink. Yes. Tell us about your cooler cuz I think everywhere we go uh, let me just step back. Everywhere we go, everybody wants to use a Nets cooler, admire a Nets cooler, touch a Nets cooler, look inside a Nets cooler. Everyone gets excited about the cooler. The only thing inside the cooler is either is beer and creamer for my coffee. Yeah, That's and some it. ice. Oh, ice, of course. But yeah, Robin gave me that cooler. Right. It's... It is a soft breakdown top with a seal on the top. And it probably works out to two feet tall. Three feet tall. Three feet tall. And I didn't know this till today, but when I rolled it up to pack it, it has an air. You can blow air onto it to make it 
more inflatable. <laughs> I did not know that till oh, today. I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. So it has like a separate valve on the yeah, side. Yeah, it has oh. a separate valve. Did you notice that? Did you ever see it? Uh, I, you know, yeah. Honestly, I never have any reason to go in the cooler. I just to get me beer. Well, I, yeah. I, just, I think <laughs> it's funny everywhere we go. Everybody wants to admire your cooler. Well, yeah. When I left Blacktop Ramble that yeah. next mo- Sunday morning, we were leaving. There was all kinds of beers in there from the girls throwing their beer. So I came home with like... I don't know, five different types of beers. Nice. Unfortunately, one of them popped in my saddlebag. But uh, in fact, Kelsey, I owe you a couple beers. I have your beers. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> That's great. Well, definitely a cool cooler to keep with you. I know everywhere we go, she's as soon as we get there, she's like, well, I need ice and I need beer. And she unrolls this cooler and then straps it on top of everything. And off we go a few more miles to the destination. <laughs> to get my beer. And everybody's like, what? What is that? Is that a? Is that a cooler? What? Yeah, it's a good one. What are you using for a pump now, too? I think you changed uh, pumps for the air mattress. I did. I bought the um, the one that plugs into the, s- the cigarette lighter. Right. Because I used to carry the one with the batteries, and the batteries were four double Ds, the That's big ones, or Ds. Ds? Double Ds. <laughs> <You're right>. D. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, four yeah. of the heavy ba- batteries. Right. And I can't, you know, that's too heavy. It really is, yeah. So now it's the same size unit, but just plugs in to my cigarette lighter. Very cool. And then once everybody hears it, they come running. Right. They They want to use it. They're our mattress. You're pretty popular at the campsite. I am pretty popular. Yeah. Mother hen. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, The um, Sierra Seca was awesome. We ended up hanging out an extra day, actually. Yeah. We just kind of hung out swimming and we hung out with dump truck, actually. It was kind of like the Oregon run. Yeah. Got to pack up my shit and then I didn't leave and I unpacked it and redid camp. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's right. We ended up recamping. Oh, and then dump truck was like off in the stick. So I got to learn how. Us girls that babes right out do it. Yeah. You just like. One grabs the front of the tent, one grabs the back. Oh, he left the sleeping bag in there, so we walked yeah, by a few people, stuff. and everyone's like, is that Dump Truck's tent? Is Dump Truck in the tent? Because the tent was dragging a little on the ground. And we ended up walking a good hundred yards with it, though, to move it. Yeah, that's what we do at uh, Girls Ride Out. If we find a single babe, rider. Babe, 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 babes Ride Out. What did I say? Girls Ride Out? Babes yeah, Ride Out. enough. Yeah. If we yeah. see a single rider, we'll bring her over to our camp, and we just mm-hmm. carry their stuff over. That was classic. Now you know our secret. The ride home. Nice little ride down 395. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. pretty good. My favorite part, I think, was it's sunny as hell. It's a good 100 degrees. Uh, maybe it was 95 degrees. Just enough to where you really wanted to drink just a ton of water. And it started raining <laughs> in 95 degrees. I don't know about you. I looked up. I couldn't see a cloud. Could you see a cloud? No. Mm-mm. No, it was crazy. And it probably only rained for, it was just a nice sprinkle for five minutes, just a few minutes. My favorite part was when we were coming down 395 through Lone Pine and Magoo passed us. Oh, Magoo. That was hilarious. I think he passed us twice. And the only reason why I recognized him was because of his shoes when we were at the, the river. Because his stuff was next to mine when he got undressed to go in the water. Right. And his shoes. This was the same time he asked you, hey, could you put sun lotion on my back for me? (laughs) That was great. But I recognized him by his shoes. Yeah. 
Not his helmet, not his bike, by his shoes. I recognize his helmet. What does it say on the back? I don't know, because I didn't see you him. You suck, dude, or something something, cra- or something crazy cool. Yeah, that's when I noticed uh, by yeah. the shoes. That was great catching up to him. He was moving pretty well, but we were moving. I wonder where he was the night before. Yeah, you're right. He, I wonder why he didn't stay. Yeah, well, we saw him kind of south. I think we were south of that. We were in Lone Pine. Pine. You were in Lone Pine. We were in Lone yeah. Pine. But yeah, it was yeah, funny because when he, stayed he, in Lone Pine. he left kind of late on Sunday. Yeah. Because I was standing in the river mm-hmm. and Dump Truck was walking back to us after he went to say goodbye and get him on the road. And then all of a sudden, Magoo, he was just running back to Dump Truck. And so I'm waving at Dump Truck to get his attention, thinking something was wrong. And all he wanted was a hug nice. from Dump Truck. <laughs> And I'm like, I wish I had my camera so I could picture this. These two <laughs> hugging goodbye one last time. Yeah, yeah. But he left late, so I don't wonder where he went. Yeah. And then he caught up with us. Yeah, you're right. Well, if anybody saw Magoo that Sunday night after Sierra Stakeout, feel free to message us and let us know. <laughs> we could just ask him. We could just ask him, too. <laughs> we that, just that ask him. As well. uh, Magoo's definitely a good one. So what? We came back, and then we, we had an adventure. Two weeks later, we left again. Ride so- to Milwaukee. We had a good plan on the way between here, Riverside, Southern California, to Longmont, Colorado. Don't ask me how it worked out, but I ended up mapping between my house and Chopper Charlie's house, and the answer was 1,006 miles. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. So... Annette got to kill her ride 1K in a day. However, there was a hitch. Yeah, you were on the back. Piloteer. No, bitch. So, given that I've ridden a thousand miles on the back of a motorcycle, the answer is... With a girl. With a girl riding pilot, I am now the expert. The answer is, the new definition is piloteer. Mm, I disagree, but... but. (laughs) This was pretty exciting. We uh, got to pick up the motorcycle that we were going to ride it belonged to our good friend angel you might know her on the gram as miss lilac lafleur she moved to milwaukee several months ago so we picked up her uh, 2015 soft tail and then in vista Vista, down in vista brought it back here to riverside did a bit of remounting and it it didn't even have passenger pegs on it (laughs) or a seat or a seat we didn't realize that because when i asked her if it had a sissy bar because you know i'm older old school if you have a sissy bar that normally means you have a back seat so i assumed there was a back seat so then when i told her my plan and that i had bought my tickets already to come home two tickets for you and i she called me and she was like wait a minute i'm a little confused are is bob coming with you on his bike and i said no we're going together on your bike she's like my bike doesn't have a back seat dun, 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 dun. and i'm like are you shitting me she's like no i'm like well you said it had a sissy bar she's like yeah so then and we've ridden with her no we rode I, yeah. we rode to arizona with I, her yeah. on that bike and, and i never paid we've attention done thousands of miles next to this motorcycle and never paid, never paid attention, attention. so great. then we got off i said okay you know what let me i'll take care of it i'll call you back so then i text bob and i said i think i said i'm not joking <laughs> right but <laughs> at first i went is this a joke <laughs> this bike does not have a passenger seat or pegs right 
So I immediately thought you were just going to say, all right, then you just go by yourself. But no. There were records to be broken. So you... Hills to be conquered. Mountains <laughs> to be climbed. For me, because I was running all over town getting everything. Well, that's true. You killed it, though. You got all the details taken care of. We got the passenger peg set up. Had to kind of rig it together. because Yeah, I the, went to uh, Pomona. Yeah. And then I went out to Simi Valley, Harley-Davidson. My girl hooked me up. She was out there. And What girl was that? Dinah Dare. Dare Dinah. I don't know exactly what she goes by. Anyways, she got me hooked up. We got some pegs going on. And then I dropped them off at your house while you were at work. And you took care of it. Proceeded to modify new parts mm-hmm. to fit. Uh, the problem with this motorcycle is pretty simple. The exhaust is an aftermarket and it sits about an inch and a half higher than it actually should. But it all worked out. I ended up using a raise kit on the right side and then just a straight kit on the left side. And Annette did not go cheap when it came to the passenger pegs. They were some really nice full size pegs. So they're they were four inch. Yeah. They I did not inch. want to do I wanted more comfort as we could do. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out it worked out pretty well. So we left here. 4 a.m.? No. 5 a.m.? It was closer to 6 a.m. It was like 5.45. I think we planned on 5 and it ended up being 5.45. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. We took off and we had never really ridden two up. I think we rode for a few miles in Sturgis once as a joke. Well, no. I was on the back. Oh, that's right. Because you rode behind me and then Carrie rode her bike and then Carrie had hurt her arm. Oh, I ended up riding her bike. And then back. you rode her bike back, <laughs> and then she rode, rode behind me. Yeah. So we'd only carried. done six or eight miles or something ridiculous in this format. And we had never ridden on this bike in this format. But uh, you killed it. We took off, hit the gas station, recorded everything, sent our uh, email over to one Mr. Curtis Morgan for the Ride 1K in a day. I uh, did some cool video on the gram. I even let Annette pump all the gas. I didn't do any of that. And I paid for it. And she paid for it because it was her ride, not mine. And uh, there was nothing chivalrous about it. She's dropping her glasses because she's so excited. Sorry. And uh, I got to tell you, after 200 miles, my butt was asleep. Other parts and said area of my body were asleep and had been asleep for quite some time. So... The answer was the seat that I had put together was simply a blow-up pad and my trusty saddle rag, but it just wasn't nearly enough. Luckily, Annette, after 200 miles, I think we were already were we in Utah at that point. It was 300 miles. I remember we were in Utah somewhere, but... We were in Utah. Yeah. She ended up purchasing two more Mexican blankets, and I was able to prop those in front of my leg. And then instead of just my tailbone hurting, my whole butt hurt. For the next <laughs> seven or eight hundred miles. Yeah, I bought those. I bought those for two reasons. For me, because I figured I wouldn't have a seat the next thousand miles. Yeah. And then I figured once we got to Angels, because she's new and young, newly there in her little apartment, that she wouldn't have blankets. They really saved my ass. What was your total time? One thousand miles. Bob Marshall on the back, trying not to whine like a little child. 17 hours. 17 hours and 14 minutes or something like that? Yeah, it was pretty good. 
Yeah, but you slowed me down. I'd, well, I had to use the bathroom <laughs> once. Once? Yeah. More than once. I had to put on a rain gear once, right before the Rockies. It was it had just rained. Actually, we got kind of lucky in that because when we went through the Rockies, it wasn't raining hard, but it had just rained hard. But yeah, that's why I slowed down because I had, you know, after I went down, I had second thoughts about even doing the run with you on the back. Yeah. Because, you know, you always think it's going to happen to the other guy and not you. So then when I did go down, I thought, I don't want to be responsible. I've had girls on the back with me before. Sure. And they're awfully small girls compared to you. I'm not very small. So I had some second thoughts. So I had to really think about if I wanted to do it. And then um, I said, you know what? I just, I need to do it. Conquer your fears because you can't live in fear. When we got to the Rockies, it had rained. It was getting dark major construction and then all i saw was you know animal crossing signs in big bold letters lit up i just i slowed way down yeah i just couldn't i was not comfortable taking any chances well that the top of veil there you're right it's not a joke and it really takes a while to get there um i think if you haven't ever ridden through the rockies and you're from california it can be a little disappointing. It's not as exciting as, I don't know, I think Donner's Pass is more exciting than the Rockies myself. It takes a while to get to the to get to get the summit there in Vail. And then uh, then you come down. So it slowly winds up and then slowly winds down. There's nothing too major up and down. But regardless, she killed it. And then we ended up, uh, we ended up at Charlie's house, mm-hmm. which was great. It was great to hang out with Charlie and Kayla. God bless them. Because we finished late at night at that point. It was midnight or after midnight. I don't know. It was 11.30 when we finally pulled into their house. Oh, okay. So it was nice to sleep in. I was happy when we got there and there was Frida waiting for me. Oh, right. Mm, their dog. Yeah. Their dog. Yeah, I have a picture a of her. One. I'm so happy. I look at it all the time. I need to post it. Yeah, she's a good one. She's a good dog. I really, I want to steal her. Yeah, I had her dog hair all over me for several days after I was covered in dog hair in Milwaukee and there was no dog around. It was still from Frida. No, it was pretty nice. So we hung out there for a day, slept in. Did I get a chance to show you? I think I showed you. So the chonies that I was wearing on this particular ride. You did, the night. Yeah, I actually wore a hole where my tailbone is. That's how worn out these poor things was. Um, I'm happy to report everything in that area has healed. Had to put some balm on it. Had to put some ice on it. And that was funny because as soon as we finished, we walk into Charlie and Kayla's house and they're like, here, have a seat. And I think I took half a seat and I'm like, nope. And I put my head down on the couch instead. Like <laughs> freaking more. I just, I could no longer sit on my poor butt. And then we're sitting. Yeah. You did real well though. You didn't uh, mention any issues with your backside or yeah and you were just naked on the seat no you can't you just have to um, i'm kind of different when it comes to that i just kind of when i know i have to do something i just do it yeah and then once i get to my final destination then i just then everything loosens up and i'm hurting and sore (laughs) because i've (laughs) done i've never done a thousand before right but i've done 850 twice i've done 850 on my sportster 850 on my street glide and 750 on my street glide straight through 
never done a thousand, but same concept. You just yeah. have to just concentrate and just get to where you got to go and and then deal with the pain. And But the next day, I, agree. I had my heat on. I had my tents machines on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were all wired up. I was all wired up. Enjoying loosening muscle my muscles. Well, and, you know, those were all rules we paid attention to. There were no back rubs. There were no front rubs. There were no other type of rubs on the ride. There was nothing. She even pumped the gas by herself. I just hung out in the back with uh, some snacks, my coffee, smoked cigarettes, <laughs> listened to music, listened to a book. <laughs> Tried not to move too much. You're moving every five minutes or ten minutes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'd position left cheek, right cheek, left cheek, right cheek. But we had a system. You would tell me when you were going to move. Yeah, give you a little tap. Here I go. But we were doing a good 80 miles an hour every time I moved. If you haven't uh, had the chance to move too much on a motorcycle, the answer is the faster it's going, the less impact your movement has on the machine. So if you ever got to make a major shift, make sure you're hauling ass. <laughs> it's all about hauling ass for major shifts. If you haven't been to Longmont, yeah. Colorado, I got to tell you, that's such a wonderful town. I had so much fun there hopping around with Chopper Charlie and Kayla. They kind of showed us a downtown and showed us a few other good things. But yeah, then we did 500 miles. And uh, for that, I just piloted and put a net on the back. Now, here's a clincher. The clincher was we were sitting in Charlie's garage. And he goes, you know what? I got a seat that would fit on that back. And he brings <laughs> out this gorgeous, who makes it? Lapella, whatever that company is. Tuck and roll. Uh, just the most gorgeous passenger seat. And it's a U-shape, so it's as tall as the back as it is in the front. And it's so comfy. It's so comfy, He saved, he literally, Charlie, Chopper Charlie saved my ass. Agreed. Agreed. What a dude. Yeah, he did. He saved my ass. Wouldn't take any money for it. Doesn't want to chip back. I got a little something up my sleeve to find a way to repay him. I hate owing anyone favors or money or anything like that. He... Was happy to just, no, here, just take it. You know, pass it along when you're done, whatever. I don't care. That was nice. It really saved my ass. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. So we did 500 miles to Omaha, Nebraska. The weather was great. No rain, no... No, and then hot. I thought we were going to switch seats, but we never did. Yeah, no, I ended up just killing it. So I did a 1,000 miles as a... Passenger. Riding bitch. Piloteer. Bitch. Pilotier for two days. For two days. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted to miles. switch. I don't remember you telling me you that. You said so. we were going to switch. Oh, I did. That's you did. <laughs> and then, and then we, we never, never did. did. But I actually, we did it wrong. We should have done the, my 1K in a day after we got left Denver. Let's hear it. Because I have never ridden on a motorcycle through Iowa, Nebraska, or Wisconsin. What would be the benefits of that? It adds to my 48 states. Oh, okay. So now, technically, I've been there. Right. But not on a Harley. I didn't, I mean, not on a bike. I did not ride, so that doesn't count. You're just going to have to go back. Well, I am going to go back, but <laughs> we should have done it the opposite way. I understand. That way, I could have gotten my states in. Well. Becky will be so disappointed. I really had to add up, too, I think. As far as hauling up the 15 over to the 70, I mean, that's a route we take to Sturgis from here in Southern California. So I, anyways, I bet you I've done it, gosh, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 times, all the trips I've taken that direction. Mm, I was counting, actually, when we were on the road, 
that's probably my through that area versus car and motorcycle probably about 12 times yeah that's pretty good it's my favorite route i don't care what anybody says i'll take that route every time when i go to sturgis or that way i just last year i did not take that route i went straight up through um salt lake well just below salt lake right stayed the night and then i cut up through up to wyoming that was the first time i ever done that route well, I'm going through the Rockies from us here in Sturgis. It, it adds like another 200 plus miles. Yeah, so but I was meeting totally Carrie and Paul yeah. in Wyoming that second night at, at the at the campsite. So I went that way. But And it was nice. It was beautiful. It was pretty. But I, I've never, I usually take the 15. I just love that route. There's yeah. just that, especially that valley I was telling you about yeah. where I hear the angels singing. Yeah. I heard the angels singing. When the first time I went through in a truck, pickup truck, and then the next time I went through on the Harley, I really heard the angels singing. That was like that's the most beautiful. When you come down into the can, it's just it's just I can't even. I that's can't. my favorite. That's why I slowed way down. I'm like when I was right when I was riding out, I was like I slowed way down. And I thought to myself, Bob probably thinks I'm really scared. <laughs> but I'm like, nope, I'm just taking it in because I hear my angels singing. And this is the best. This is the most beautiful highway before you get yeah, into. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. We did stop at that gas stop, though. The alien gas stop with the free coffee. That gas station that looks well, like no, alien hooked up. Prior before that, where right. we stopped to um, look at the canyon where you and your dad used to stop. Uh-huh. That's where. That was the end of that road. Uh-huh. The I name don't remember the name of it either. Or anything. We'll it's before Green Green River. We're gonna get all sorts of messages telling us exactly yeah. what it is. But it's, it's called before, this dumbass. It's before <laughs> Green River, but that's right. my favorite. Out of all the highways I've traveled in the states, that's my favorite. I just hear the angels singing every time I'm on it. Well, you did pretty good. Yeah, you definitely. Uh, it is always fun being a pilotier, and I really, boy, my hats off to so many people who. It's nice to kick back and relax. But I tell you, I know Annette and I ride a lot together, and we absolutely always ride our own rides. There's many times where as soon as we hit turns, Annette will slow down to 50, and I'll speed up to 90. That's just my preference. Well, obviously, I enjoy the pause traction on the rear tire. It makes me feel safer because I have the ability to control the bike a lot more. So I really enjoy it. She does not. So I've just learned if there's any turns when we're going anywhere i'll we'll go through the turns and then i slow down to 22 23 miles an hour and wait for her to catch up no luckily i I can see her back from a mile away with the color but being piloteer the answer is you just got to be extremely patient you just got to wait it out a bit and be okay with it yeah you drive too way too fast in the curve yeah but it's what i'm comfortable with it i wasn't feel safe that's okay the next day yeah you rode your own ride no i mean when i was behind you Oh, and you were riding Pilotier. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I give you credit. <laughs> thank you for thank you for returning the respect. <laughs> As I was hitting you on the back. Yeah, obviously I've been at it a while, so I'm pretty comfortable. I've never had an issue in that regard. So we did really well. Milwaukee is freaking awesome. Miss Lilac Lafleur was pretty happy to see us, and well, she might have been happier to see her motorcycle than us. But <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> really, you know. 
But that's what friends do. And honestly, we kind of stole the idea from Beulah. I'm going to mention Beulah because she's been real busy mentioning me on her podcast lately. Her last mention to me was, Bob showed up somewhere and he had just come in from Oregon and he looked like crap. That was pretty exciting. That was but funny. the beautiful Beulah spent a few days uh, getting Lilac LaFleur's back back to her about a month before we did yeah, this other one. Yeah, because I wanted to do that one, but I didn't have the time. Yeah, no, that was her, uh, that was her Dinah. Yeah. So there she is in Milwaukee, no car, two Harley Davidsons, and she's uh, right across the river from the Harley Davidson Museum, which we got to hang out and visit. Finally. Yeah, because when she posted that she wanted to sell her boy, I'm like, wait a minute. Are you selling him because you need the money? Are you selling him because you, you know, he's not with you? Right. I said, because if you're selling him because he's not with you, then I'll bring him to you. Nice. But you have to wait like a month until I'm available. Right. And so she was all for that. So that worked out really well. It did work out really well. Yeah, it did. It was quite the adventure. Yeah, it was. I really, really liked Milwaukee. I wanted to go back. Yeah. Well, we got to hang out with Milwaukee Mike, too. Oh, that's right. One one Mr. Michael Johnston, a good buddy of mine. Well, really good friends with my best friend, F-Bomb. Boy, he really gave us the tour. I mean, we got to see the shed. The shed and really good restaurants. Yeah. Mike's a contributor to Cycle Source, so he had the magazine a week before everyone else, which is great because I was able to open up the magazine and see that article that Chopper Charlie wrote about our wide 1K in a day race. Oh, when you lost? The one that I lost, if everyone <laughs> hasn't heard yet. The one where Charlie spanked my ass about it. That was a great article. If you happen to be listening right now, the answer is feel free to go check out chopcult.com. They might have a really good article on the race as well, written by one Mr. Bob Marshall. Which should be you. Which would be me. Regardless, it's good times. I don't know. What was Milwaukee? Three days of eating cheese curds and drinking beer. <laughs> I mean, it was I nuts. I was drinking the beer. All we did was walk. Yeah, two. Well, we got there when, when did we get there? Oh, the day of the we week? We got there Tuesday. I don't remember. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday night. So we were there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, so three three days. Cheese curds. Cheese curds. Sausages. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I still have tons of cheese left. Yeah, there's a bit of beer involved as well. Lots of beer, lots of sausage. Yeah. Lots of shopping. I really enjoyed the shed. I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Um, that was a cool concept. I what really... a great... We don't even understand it here in Southern California because no. we all have our own garages. But when you live somewhere where it gets blistering cold, I mean, just colder than cold cold, like Milwaukee... Everything's really overbuilt in that city. It's absolutely beautiful. So they got a large building. Mike has a building there that's probably four or 5,000 square feet. And uh, everybody rents a few hundred square feet. And so I think there's 13 or 14 people in there. And they all get together and uh, pay for everything that way. It's uh, pretty darn exciting. I wish we had similar concepts here. I guess we do with uh, shops that you can rent. Or shops that you can rent area from, but he had been at this for quite a while, so it was it was really darn exciting to see. Yes, it's called the Shed, kind of a members only club. But boy, when we showed up, there was I don't know a handful of cool guys that we got to hang out with and enjoy. So I got to drink Hams, Hams beer. Something called Hams beer. <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather used to drink that years ago. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've never heard of, of it. Funny. 
You never heard of it? No. Really? How do you spell it? H A M. I think it's two M's. Okay. But yeah, that was it was pretty fun. In fact, I took a picture of the beer and sent it to my cousin, so he'd remember my grandfather drinking that stuff. Nice, nice. What was your favorite part of the Harley Museum? The tanks. Oh yeah, the whole I loved wall all of the tanks. tanks. Yeah, they were, that was my favorite part. Well, my favorite part was when we went up to the uh, we went up to this floor where they're busy building everything. And they've just got racks and stacks uh, yeah. of uh, bikes preserved. And the one sitting up front was a Nets box, same color and everything. I'm like, it's just sitting there. I got there. this great picture of her against this cage door looking at. I'm like, it should be right. Somebody should be riding that thing. Motorcycles are really made to be ridden. I don't know. <laughs> they've got them back. They sh- move them around, I'm sure. Yeah. Ex- yeah, but that was sad. I don't they have oil and gas in them, though. <laughs> that one, yeah, I'm sad. I'm like that should be right. That should be riding. Somebody should be riding that one. Yeah, yeah. The bridges too are really cool in that town. As soon as we oh, pulled yeah. up, that one was hydraulic. We had to sit. It's kind of like us sitting and waiting for a train here in Southern California. Only the instead of the bridge lifting on either side, the bridge came up in the middle. Wow, that was strange. Yeah, it was on like four hydraulic rams that just man, that was really strange. And I think that was just for, well, it was for a boat, a ship that was some type of tour ship or something. We never yeah, you know, I need to water. research that still because I don't understand because we have the lake on lake the Michigan. other side. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the city and then you have a river running through the city. So does that, do they connect? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's a water source off of. I don't, I don't I, yeah, I need to research that because I wanted to look at that when we got home. Yeah. And I forgot about it now, but... They yeah, got very strange. So much clean water there. I just can't believe it's more populated. There is a bar on every corner too. I think we did a little bit of bar hopping with uh, who was that? Valerie, is that her name? Oh yeah. Anyways, one of her friends. Uh, Lilac's been really good at organizing some women there lately. Yeah, I'm really very, very. In fact, she's inspired me on that situation. She's gotten well. First, she met all these girls. And she met Val, and then she pretty much has kind of taken over or helping organize the Milwaukee Litas. Yeah. And she's getting all these young chicks to basically get off the back of their guys' choppers. There's nothing wrong with riding politeer in it. Yes, there is. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. So she got some of these young girls taking classes and doing their thing, and, and she's posting all this stuff that the Milwaukee leaders are doing, Yeah, you know, uh, Monday night. Well, every night in the summer is a bike night in Milwaukee, which I love. Well, they've got a short riding season. So I know, exactly. But I'm loving it. I'm like, I like that idea. And then yeah. she does a Sunday brunch ride every Sunday yeah. with the Milwaukee's. And then she kind of does a spotlight on the girls for the Milwaukee leaders. Right. And she you know, introduces each girl once a week. I, I, I just love it. I think that's good. And, and we need to do that here. We need to do that with the Lita's Inland Empire. And when Becky gets back from her trip and I get back from my trip, we're going to sit down and, and take take care of that. Good. And get, you know, get some ideas. So I'll be hitting up Angel and getting some ideas on that. 
But yeah, I just love what she's doing. I mean, she's younger and she's getting the younger girls in, but I just love it. I think it's a good idea. I agree. They've yeah. got a lot of great riding mm-hmm. related things in that town. Yeah, they do. I mean, I know they're season, <laughs> season short, but you know, yeah. they take advantage of it. They yeah. definitely take advantage of it. It and was I, a bit of a culture shock. As far as what? Mm. Well, how much they enjoy taking advantage of their season. Oh, yeah, we're kind of spoiled in that. Well, we are. You know, and I, I, I worked up in the north woods of Wisconsin when I was uh, a teenager on a Christmas tree farm. Christmas trees and ginseng. One season or two seasons? Two or? seasons, mm. yeah. And, uh, I mean, I went down to Madison a few times, but I had never... They never told me how cool Milwaukee was, so <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I mean, I thought Portland was cool. Man, Milwaukee is just 10 steps above. Everything's so well, well built I have to well. disagree there. Oh, yeah? Uh, I'm a Portland girl. They do have the bookstore in Portland. No, they have McMinimums. Oh, McMinimums. Yeah, where my cousin works. I'm going there in, <laughs> let me see, what's today? Today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll be there Monday. Nice. Hitting McMinimums. But yeah, I'm a Portland girl, but but I'm kind of, you know, it's closer to us, so I go there more often. Yeah, that's true. Well, say hi to my cousin when you're there. Mm. Tell her I said sup. Mm. Then we had another new adventure. We got to ride on an airplane together to come home. Oh, God. Yes, that was an adventure. Hey, everything's an adventure. <laughs> uh, you never heard me complain so much in all your life, huh? God. Jeez Louise. You're welcome. Thank you. Don't travel on a plane with Bob Marshall. I only complained a few times. It's true. And you ate all my dinner. I ate all your dinner. (laughs) Oh, you're hilarious. I I didn't know it was yours. I just thought it was dinner. I'm kidding. That was great. No, we shared it. Yeah, it was really good. Had a good time. We were able to come home. I tell you what, we'll uh, step forward a minute. Your dad just got back from Bonneville. Yeah, and he brought me salt. Did he? How exciting. I, You know, I still have a few pounds myself, too. I, what happens if my dogs eat that salt? Well, they're going to have high sodium intake. That's what's going to happen. I, need so. to, I forgot to clean it up today. Anyway, so I was walking by the truck, and I looked down. I thought it was snow. Oh, they Because, you know, I've never been to the mm-hmm. salt. So mm-hmm. I looked down and it had dropped. I'm like, that looks like, but it was the salt. On Friday, he's going to take the trailer. They're going to unload it. He's going to drop it off and he's going to go take the truck and get washed out. They already washed it once. No, you have to. As he's soon as you get home. He's going to take it underneath. He's going to go get it yeah. cleaned up. But, he yeah. didn't put the sprinkler under it. The rule is, is the second you get home, you put no, the sprinkler under it. he's not going to do it until Friday. Yeah, that's when not When he gets good. done. That's not how it's done. Well, you know, he doesn't want to unhook. <laughs> Give him a break. He's 78 years old. He is 78 years old. For those of you who haven't heard the story, Annette's dad, Paul Durth, was one of the first dirty two, 100 mile an hour guys. 200. Yep, 200 mile an hour out here in El Mirage. So he's kind of a legend in the land speed circles. He went up to Bonneville. Unfortunately, they were scheduled to start racing on Thursday. They did not because they got a bit of rain. They actually didn't start racing till yesterday, Monday. Tuesday, Monday, uh, Tuesday. 
Or Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, so him and his whole team, they were running for a gentleman I forget the name of, but Paul, Paul wasn't driving this time. He was just serving on a team, and you get that a lot in Bonneville. It's awesome. It's awesome to see the old veterans just out there, and they know how it all works, and they know how it all does. Paul was one of those guys, but they ended up coming home early, which all worked well until... Yeah. Vegas. <laughs> no, it was before Vegas. Oh, it was before Vegas. Before Vegas. Mm-hmm. When they were, I, he told me the name of the town that they were staying in. It's and, probably Ely. That's kind of the only town. No, it started with an M. Huh. Because okay. he said, I was like, where the heck is that? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Put that damn bo- <laughs> body soap. Um. Yeah, one of the guys, some Monday night when they got there was taking a shower and he he's older maybe in his mid 70s yeah slipped and fell in the shower Jeez broke Louise. his neck and so they had to call you know and they followed the ambulance into vegas and then they end up coming home yesterday but today when i this morning when i went to go talk to my dad he's like here i brought you a shirt so first thing I thought That's was great. my dad goes to That's great. goes to Bonneville and all I get with this lousy shirt <laughs> And then he got me an extra large. I'm like, oh, it's too big, Dad. Uh, so I'm going to cut it and make it, it my own. But yeah, he really cool shirt. He brought like three shirts home and, yeah. and well, stickers. Because he he um he used to use my Harley Davidson uh, suitcases. Okay. Because I have like three sets of Harley Davidson. Sure. And um, on the way home from Arkansas, somebody stole it out of the back of the truck. Yeah. So then I had and to buy all his dirty underwear. And, <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, exactly. So then I bought a new suitcase. So I told him, I said, Dad, when you go places with the suitcase, I want stickers to nice. stay with the suitcases. But so he brought nice. me a t-shirt and stickers mm-hmm. to put on the suitcase. He hit the swag wagon. <laughs> he did the SCTA swag wagon. Exactly. Well, the salt's been pretty crappy this year. Uh, a few records were set, but not very many. Yeah, well, they're just they gonna have to go back next year, and you know what? That's land speed racing. It happens all the time. I've been up to Bonneville twice, ready to race, and it's been rained out. It's been crapped out. The salt's crap, whatever it may be, you know. And then, well, I had asked him. I'm like, why didn't you guys just stay and wait? But I guess because it's a streamliner, right? And it's lower, right? He said way too much damage on the bottom of the of the car. Exactly. So his name is David Haas. David H-A- Haas. H A A S S Haas. Yes. So he, um, that's the owner and the racer. He's the one who pulled the plug and said no. He didn't want to have any damage to his car. That's so, a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. So they came home and now they're getting ready to take it to Maine. But the state of Maine. The state of Maine. But on the I, far northeast coast. My dad can't go. I mean, he's not allowed. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because I'm leaving for two. 17 days, and he's got to watch the dogs. Nice. He's not a happy camper with me, but... When the dogs get in the way of land speed racing <laughs> at 72 years old. 78. 78. 78 years old. Well, your dad's a classic. I'll have to find a good way to get him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, I probably should find... See, now I'm feeling guilty. to probably find a dog sitter. <clears throat> it's an idea. I know. I feel Or, bad. you know, whatever works. It just costs so much money. Some people have kids. Some people have dogs. I have dogs. You've done some awesome work, young lady. Feeling good? Mm-hmm. Congratulations good. on holding, breaking, and conquering the record. Ride 1K in a day, female pilot, 
male pilotier. If anyone's ever interested in trying to challenge it, may the force be with you. Yeah, but my next challenge is going to be on my Rebel 250. The Rebel 250. And I'm going to I'm going to race Jer. Right. Jer's ready to do the Ride 1K. Jer and Mike, they were telling me. Oh, and gonna, Mike too? Yeah, they want to pick up Rebels and do the Ride 1K today on Rebels. Well, then I'm going to race them. You're ready. That's I'm gonna great. just I'm gonna get like female diapers, and I'm not gonna because I don't have to eat anymore because my tummy's so little. I'm just gonna they're gonna come westbound, and I'm gonna go eastbound. That's great. They can land at our house, and I'll land at their house. That's great. <laughs> uh, you can hang out with Jeannie for a while. There you go, oh, and they can wonderful. hang out over here. But I'm gonna race them That'd on my great. rebel. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm getting a cup holder on it. Right. And a, <laughs> And the charger on it. I'm going to do it. Uh, your Rebel is pretty awesome. It's equal and ready for the test. That's for sure. I'm doing it. Of course, we're big fans of Honda Rebels around here. So if you're ever interested in riding and don't know exactly what to pick up, Honda Rebels is the way to go. Yeah, because I don't think if I do a 1,000 on my... Well, maybe if I do what Becky did, the... Um, what was it called? The butt burner... Brought down by the Iron Butt Association. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I could do that legitly. No, 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 no. On my bike. On your bike. But I think I don't feel comfortable. I don't think it's fair to do the one can a day on my bike on the street glide because, you know, come on. I have cruise control. Kind of I have a cup holder. I yeah. have, you know, different pegs. I have, I can go 200 miles without stopping. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't feel like it's fair. So, but I would definitely do the butt burner on my bike. I think that would be more fair. 1500 miles as fast as I could get. Yeah. I might do that, but I'll do the one can a day on the Rebel and I'll race you. You know, we did forget to mention all the fun and excitement we had with your bike when we were up at Sierra Stakeout. Oh, gosh. It worked out pretty well. I give you credit. There was a bit of clanking and clanking in her primary, and she goes, <laughs> we, she just stopped in the middle of nowhere, and she goes, I, well, I, I need did you to hear you. this. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know. <laughs> I wasn't looking at my phone or riding my motorcycle, but she stopped in the middle of nowhere on the road, so I just stopped and pulled over and waited for her, and she eventually caught up to me, and she just goes, here, check out this clanking and clanking. So I take the bike half a mile down the road, and sure enough, it's quite obvious, uh, you know, the uh, compensating bolt or something's loose in the primary. At first, I thought it was just a uh, an attachment bolt. A lot of those on the older ones, they would safety wire them shut. And on the newer models, they don't. So I've seen them come loose. But So I said, well, let's take it back to the campsite. I'll lay the bike on its side and rip into it. We got a few tools. And then we're at a gas station talking about it. I don't remember where we were. We were Westy. West of Donna's Pass there, some great little town. And Annette goes, I just looked at my phone. There's a Harley dealership 33 miles that way. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we showed up to this Harley dealership. And it was kind of strange because they started talking to me and asking me all the questions. And I just pointed to Annette. So we had to get through that whole thing. No, this isn't Masculinity. my back. Yeah. This isn't my back. She knows everything about it. I give Annette a lot of credit because she's real good at making sure I don't have to touch her Harley. She kind of takes care of all that herself. Uh, although I've touched it a few times, obviously. but Just a cup holder. 
Yeah, cup holder. <laughs> Radio. Radio. The wire. important stuff. The impo- yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it took an hour or so, but this kid was able to rip into it and just say uh, some guys who had done some work a few weeks earlier didn't tighten. Right, uh, and that's kind of why I, I didn't want you to touch it. I'm like, you know what? If we touch it, A... Pomona might say, well, you, you know, yeah, they might say, you know, and then, and they screwed up and I've been going to them forever. And this is the first issue I've ever had where they screwed up. So I just thought it'd be best to go to the Harley shop, which took away from my river time, which I was not happy about, but we made up for it the next day. Stayed the extra day. Yeah. That was great. Just you, me, dump truck and Magoo hanging out in the river for hours and hours. Uh, I think Dump Truck and I solved all the world's problems, that's for sure. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, that kind of sucked. But it happens. It's happened to me a few times on the road. So I spent uh, about a good six hours in Amarillo in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. That's about my only real breakdown was Amarillo. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think you've ever had to. Yeah, and that was, uh, and the only reason why that happened was because I had so much rain from Tucumcari to Amarillo. It just poured on us the whole way. And I basically, they described it as I drowned my brain to my computer. (laughs) The brain wasn't having it. Uh uh. So when I left the next morning, my bike was like, nope. Yeah. Luckily, it was heading to the dealership, so it cost us about six hours, but we ended up making it to Oklahoma City later that night. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, it didn't really. I mean, it kind of screwed us up a little bit, but not too much. So Annette's heading up to Dreamroll. I'm going to meet her in Durango. After We're going to be hanging out at Jer's house. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. Stay clicked in. That'll probably be what the next podcast is about. <laughs> All the excitement stories from the road. Annette, thanks for being here today with us. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Glad you enjoyed today's podcast. The book, American Roadrunner, can be found on the website at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. Also on Amazon, search American Roadrunner by Bob Marshall. And, of course, available in most digital formats. Find it on eBay and at Chopcult at the online store, chopcult.com. Find us on Instagram, American Roadrunner, all one word. Keep up with us on Facebook, American Roadrunner. This has been your host, Bob Marshall, fellow wrencher, rider, adventure seeker, racer, storyteller, and author of the book American Roadrunner. Music is brought to you by Meek. Their song, Here We Are, off their album Red Sprite Lightning, Meek. Until next time, keep the rubber side down and enjoy your road. <laughs>